1: What's up everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Dateable Podcast, to where we like to be very nosy about why people <laughs> do the things that they do and say the things that they say. I am here with Julie, my lovely Hello. co-host and producer. <laughs> and we are kicking off Hot Girl Summer like it's the like it's the end of the world. That's what it feels like.
0: Yes. Hot vac summer, hot girl summer, hot shock summer. There's so many variations of it, but we are officially in summer.
1: People are going nuts right now. My, <laughs> I saw footage of my friends in L.A. or not in L.A., in Vegas, oh, and in, in Miami. <laughs> it's like nothing happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like bumper to bumper.
0: I know. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. I was like looking actually at this. Um, it's like a music venue and they're taking reservations through Open Table and they had a vax section, a vaccinated section and the not yet vaccinated section. Oh, shit. And I was like, I'm wondering if there's going to be more of that happening like at venues. It's so interesting.
1: Oh, that would be really interesting. But it's also the honor system, right? Nobody's carrying around their vaccine cards or not that they they made you. No, they they made you show
0: them at this one at least.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. I'm
0: definitely noticing like a rift between some people that are vaccinated and some aren't. And I think at this point, it's kind of by choice because it feels like at the beginning like maybe it was like I couldn't get a appointment, but it feels like now that's not really the reason anymore. So it's just really interesting what this is going to do like long term to society. Like I know some people that are like, well, Eventually, airplanes might make you show a vaccination card, or you might they be able to like get into a club with a vaccination card. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens like with the different dynamics and friend groups and dating, like I could totally see that becoming a thing if you're dating someone new and you had opposing views on it.
1: Yeah. And come June 15th, we don't have to wear masks inside anymore here in California, but that's on the honor system. And Mm -hmm. are we going to get to a place where maybe there are people who don't believe in vaccinations, but they still want to be part of the social gatherings and events so is there going to be like a black market for fake vaccination cards I've seen that happening
0: people are like going to like get them like fake IDs it's like a thing shit yeah
1: shit (laughs) we've come to that and also how scary is it right now going what's going on in China and in India with this new strain I mean I think it's just gonna I I don't know if this is completely over guys I don't think we need to be I don't think we need to be partying like it's crazy right now I think we should still try to be safe because Mm -hmm. there are new strains coming out and we are not completely protected from it all.
0: Well, I read stats somewhere, too, that's like if you look at like stats of unvaccinated people, it's just as bad as it was in January. It's just getting pulled down because of the overall population. So for anyone that's dating out there, make sure you, you know, you know your person's status. (laughs) I am curious if there's like going to be more and more vaccination cards like as profile photos that are fully there. We definitely saw the rise of the term. I think there was some stat that like you got like 2x the amount of likes or something if you had a reference to vaccines or being vaccinated?
1: I would. I would be like, okay, this person's safe. But that's just my personal opinion. I also feel like when I saw my vaccination card, I was like, this is it. It's handwritten. It's like on a flimsy piece of paper. I thought it was going to be more official, like a... plaque you know (laughs) something i can carry around or on my Mm keychain no this is something you can totally forge and just make a photocopy of
0: well you know what it's really like over is when sex parties come back that's what we are they not back yet i mean i who knows they could be but um sex pods that was something that was happening
1: yeah those sex pods will just get bigger and bigger to the point of sex parties and then we're back Yeah,
0: so UA and I had such a blast recording this week's episode. Speaking of sex pods and sex parties and, you know, butt play and all the good stuff. We had the honor of being with an old friend of ours, Rockwood Blake, that used to live in San Francisco. He's now in... Estonia. So he's gone <laughs> to a different part of the world. We were like, you know what? I don't know why we haven't had him earlier, but he just had, he has some of the best stories because he had um, this tour called Story Party, which actually was very similar to Dateable in a way of just like, you know, dating stories or at least where Dateable started. So we were super excited to have him. We all know you love a good story and this guy is a great storyteller. So even if the topic you don't think you're interested in pegging, maybe you will be by the end but just listen for the you know the storytelling in itself is totally worth a listen guarantee you will crack up while listening to this
1: we love to see the stats of who listens i mean not exactly who listens to the episodes. <laughs> we cannot trace you back by name and address but we like to see listenership just based on the um i guess episode topic alone. And we know some of the more, let's see, philosophical topics are really popular attachment styles. I thought you were and... going to say
0: pegging philosophical topics. Well, <laughs> yeah,
1: then then Julie and I have this theory that sex topics are also sex and fetishes are also very popular topics. And surprisingly, they haven't been as popular as more the philosophical ones. And it makes me wonder, is it because people are set in their sexual ways that maybe mm. it's like, oh, if this doesn't apply to me, I don't need to listen. Mm-hmm. Or are they turned off by things that are not in their sexual wheelhouse? So we're encouraging you, if you're just listening to this now and you didn't realize this was an episode about pegging, which is not, it's <laughs> its only part of the story. And you're <laughs> like, oh, pegging, I would never do that. Or pegging. I don't know what that is. That's a good sign. To, you should keep listening because you will <laughs> be very intrigued by what pegging is and all the other sexual acts we could be doing out there.
0: So I was able to finally go on a girl's trip this weekend. That was originally mm-hmm. planned for April 2020, but clearly never happened. So we finally just went. A little delay. Yep, just a little delay. We went to the Russian River up in Sonoma. And I was telling them about this episode because I'm so. it's so funny. I'm so excited to air this. One and they all stared at me with like a blank face that no one knew what pegging was. I thought it was just like a common term, but. Signs you've been doing a dating podcast, dating and sex podcast for too long.
1: <laughs> I don't think I knew what pegging was till like five years ago. It's, I don't think five it's years like ago, years.
0: though, not now, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is it a newer term, you think? I don't know. I need to look know, into the history. We
0: talk of about it on the episode, but it was Broad City, that TV show that put it on the map for me.
1: Yeah. I heard it once before that. Maybe Broad City is the one that put it on the map, but I think the word pegging has been around for a while. I just never really thought about digging into it. <laughs> no pun intended, but now, now I know so much, uh, so much about it. Sexual interests and fetishes I think are completely fascinating. And if mm-hmm. I were a listener of this show, which I am, it's the sexual ones that I'm really interested UA's in. You racking
0: up the downloads on those ones. Know you know you loved play puppy them, play because
1: I'm like, wait, where, where do you go to get this, these toys?
0: How do you learn this? I think it might have been Swati, one of our hosts and moderators, that she said that like during the podcast discussion group for Puppy Play, everyone commented that UA seemed really into it. <laughs> <And> so-
1: <laughs> I am not that I'm I'm not like trying to do this you know, I'm not like, oh my gosh, tomorrow to my partner, let's try puppy play sure, or I want to peg sure. you. <laughs> but I want to plant the seed because I do think if you're going to be with someone forever, mm-hmm. down the line, you got to have more tricks in the bag. You'll oh. be like, okay, we got Peggy, we got puppy play, we got like, your fetish is, I don't know. Take a strand of my hair, smell it to get put it up your ass. I don't know. I don't know if that fetish is called. But Julie, I'm like, I know at some point I will run out of tricks and I need to pull from my bag from Datable.
0: I 100% agree because it's like only the, you know, the ones that are the common ones only go so far. Like when you've been with someone for like, I don't know, even like five years, I feel like it could get old. Even like a couple of years, I think it could get old.
1: Do you remember... I don't know if you can pinpoint this. Do you remember when you first learned about 69? Because I feel like that was like the first kind of like non-traditional thing I learned about. Which now
0: no one does ever.
1: What do you mean? (laughs) Is that not a thing anymore? (laughs) <laughs> you always oh like there- I did it last night <laughs> is, is there-, there another number I should be aware <laughs> of no, oh just my like gosh. there's like
0: a known thing that it's like an uncomfortable weird position at least you know maybe you don't feel the same way you always look at me in utter disbelief right this minute I would love to hear from our listeners who is pro 69 oh. who is not 69 but like it's like a known thing out there that it like sounds way better than it actually is it's like sex on the beach or something that like in theory oh, yeah. sounds good and then it's just not but maybe you feel different I don't want to Words in your mouth. When I
1: when I learned about sixty nine, I wasn't having sex. I think I was no. like ten or something, and I remember just thinking like. That is disgusting. And how do you get your body into that position and are you like smelling their butt? You know, that's those were the thoughts going on in my head. So when, when I tried 69 for the first first time when I was 11. No, just kidding. I had no. I was probably like 25 the first time I ever tried it and it was very much intentional. It wasn't like 69 is not one of those things that like you just end up in. Stumble <laughs> in. Yeah,
0: you definitely can't just like stumble in there. No way.
1: You're like, "Oh, ooh, how do we end How up do in we this get position? here?" Yeah. <laughs> it's very intentional. It's like, hey, do you want a 69? I don't know, it, it just, just sounds so, so juvenile to me. I, I, I,
0: I'm sorry if I'm like offending anyone that likes this. It just sounds so like, because I think it's because like what you said, you learn about it when you're like, I remember learning about it at summer camp and everyone thought it was like, so funny. And you know, then when the number 69 came out, everyone would giggle. And it's just like, it, remi- it's, it's just, it, is it very reminds juvenile. me juvenile. And I think that's why I have that connotation. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's thing that people do all the time. I don't know. Let's
1: take a poll. Let's take a poll. Who (laughs) likes 16? My issue with it is that I cannot multitask when I'm having sex. So I have to like, please pleasure someone else while trying to receive pleasure. A lot. It doesn't I feel like I can only be good at one of those at a time. And then I abandon the other part. Right. So I've definitely I've used my teeth many times with sixty-nine because I forgot <laughs> that I was doing some just doing something for pleasure here and I'm 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 more receiving and then I'm like, oh <laughs> fuck. Sorry for putting it. I don't know, you. I think
0: this is an Instagram poll. I think this needs
1: to happen. <laughs> okay. I'm putting this on Instagram. Get on right it. Now. Get on it. <laughs> Who's still sixty nine? And then it's like, what's your age? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. How old are you? How but. old are you? Do you know what a 69 is? Yeah, do kids these days even know 69 No, I'm sure it's not cool. Like like anything that we thought was cool is definitely
0: not cool now. Do you no. know what is
1: cool? I'm going to transition us out of 69 because I'm getting a little hot. Oh, and Hot and heavy with this? Hot yeah. and heavy. I'm so turned on, I'm just thinking about 69. Oh my god. I love my body in that position. It's just like seeing seeing the balls really up and close. Uh I, my parents are very cool. I spent the whole oh weekend my god. with God. How them. did that transition yeah, from that? I know. To that. Speaking of what's cool and my not parents, Yeah, my parents are amazing. I hope that they don't listen to this transition. <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to go Google what 69 is. Yeah, and they're be like, like what, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, Ariana Grande. Sorry. You know her song, 3435? Yeah. You know why it's the name of that song?
0: Why is it the name of that song?
1: Add it up. Oh, sixty nine. Yes, she's a juvenile girl. She is juvenile. Wow,
0: she was trying yes. to stay classy by not saying sixty nine. I did yes. not know that.
1: Yes. Wow. I know. So that's, that's what the kids wink. are saying now. That's yeah. <laughs> Do you want a thirty four, thirty five with me? Yeah. Let's do okay, it. So, how is this transition okay, so, yes, to your parents? Transition to I my parents. To I now. just want to take up some air time to talk about my parents, <laughs> and I didn't realize I was going to all this long discussion about 69 <laughs> and Ariana Grande. So, I'm going to make it more mature now and talk about how amazing my parents are. Because I would say my parents are the type of couple that fell in love later in life. Aww. They got married. I don't know if there was. I mean, I'm sure there was some baseline love to begin with, but they had kid. They had me right away, and they fell. Mm. in into this marriage right away. It's not an arranged marriage by any means, but I still don't think that they knew what true love was. Mm -hmm. But now since they've been retired for almost a decade, they've learned to fall in love with each other. And I've never seen a couple who is just so perfect for each other. And I just like in total admiration and just know that couples, even though they've been together for 40 years, are still learning to fall in love with each other every day and she and they give me so much hope because they choose Aww. this for each other every day so i just want to give them a little bit of a shout out and airtime because i they deserve that recognition and i'm just so proud of them i
0: love it i wanted to make a 69 joke that i thought it was terribly inappropriate so I'll oh my ret- gosh <laughs> 69 joke I was like I can't bring 69 to UA's parents that's just not right
1: should we do like a music transition here so then we can like shift gears (laughs) okay back to 69 I'm sorry it's
0: still on my mind I haven't what's the joke what's the joke tell me no no no, no. it wasn't like a specific joke it was more just gonna be a commentary but I'm, I'm oh, afraid. No.
1: Julie, a why do you do this all the time? She, like, says something. She just gives you the tip. It's just <laughs> the tip with Julie, and you're like, give me the whole shaft. What were you going to say? <laughs>
0: oh how fitting for this episode how chick! how fitting for this episode well i'm gonna transition us <laughs> okay, to our, you transition us to i'm gonna else. transition us to our question of the day so mm. we can get into that now uh we have our new segment that's all about dating advice and this week we have a question that's related to the topic we try to stay on topic and compile a bunch of questions we get we get a lot of questions all the time so it might be not verbatim of what you send in but you probably know if you've sent in a question that resembles this question.
1: We've had a few men, <laughs> hetero men, email, email in and say and ask, what turns on women the most? What is the biggest turn on for women? I'm trying to figure women out as I date them and I want to please them. So what is like the one surefire way? to turn on a woman. And Hmm. we're not gonna speak for all women, but we're gonna speak for our observations and our own experience. So
0: I don't know if there's like one surefire way, like if you're gonna go like technical of like things you can do, but what I would say to this question is enthusiasm, being like Mm. happy to be there, and then also focused on her pleasure. Like how can you give her pleasure? I would say if you can just focus on those two things, that's going to be how you unlock that, and it might take exploring a little because not ever not no two women are the same, and maybe she knows what she wants and she can direct you, or maybe she doesn't know, and you might have to do like a little more trial and error. But I think if you're going in with those two attitudes, like that's how you'll be able to pleasure a woman,
1: yes, the attitude it's all in the attitude <laughs> when you're sometimes you may not be great at what you're doing. But if the attitude of you're like super enthusiastic about what you're doing is it sets a different mood. It's a good mood. Yeah, you gotta just try.
0: Just give it your A star effort, right? A is for effort.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A is for effort. I would say the biggest turn on for for many of the women that we've talked to, myself included, would be confident eye contact. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I say this because If you just observe two people on a date, I I challenge all of you to go to a restaurant, just pick out the couple that's on a date, maybe like the first three dates or something. I challenge you to just observe them and time how much they actually make eye contact. There's some stat out there that people on dates only make 10% eye contact. Wow. And that's insane to me because all we're doing is like looking at the food, looking at our drink, looking elsewhere. But if you're not really looking at the person you're there with, how can you expect a connection? And that's why we drink so much on dates because Mm. drinking loosens us up. And then we make eye contact when we're drunk because you probably have a lazy eye when you're drunk or you're just like, (laughs) I can't turn my head as as fast. But eye contact is so sexy. If a guy can hold my gaze, not even say a word, that completely turns me on.
0: I thought this question was about the bedroom, but I think eye contact also carries over there absolutely.
1: as well. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely turns. Oh my gosh, there's nothing sexier than if a guy goes down on me and then comes up and makes eye contact. Oh my gosh! Right, like the I eye just contact. Did that, yes, right, exactly.
0: That's where I think enthusiasm, eye contact, and the ability to like focus on her pleasure. That's all you need. Those are the three. That's
1: all you need. But there there are no tricks here. (laughs) There's not like a... Finger twirl or nope. like a, a fist in there or like a double <laughs> double toe. I don't know. I it mean, don't, none double of that. toe could work. <laughs> We're not saying it doesn't work, but I can't I can't promise it works on all women. But if you no. just follow these three rules, you're guaranteed to get arousal from your partner.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like it in and outside the bedroom. All three of those apply to even when you're on a date and you're not in the bedroom either. So quick announcements. We have a live stream with June's member of the month. They are an exceptional member of the community. I will not say any more because I feel like if I, you know, keep going, I might disclose who they are. No clues. Let's just say you got to come to see who they are. So this one we're going to be doing on Wednesday, which is most likely the day you're listening to this. So if you're not already in love in the time of Corona, our public Facebook group, come on in. And the live stream is going to start at 6.15 or 6.15 PST, 9.15 EST. It will just automatically appear in the group. So you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is be in the group at that time. It's super fun when people like comment in the chat. And if you do miss it, you can always watch it later. But it's fun to be there, you know, real time.
1: And people get rowdy in there. We'll be discussing 6.9 for sure. <laughs> on this live stream you bet and we're maybe just, my parents too we're just waiting
0: oh god <laughs> we're just waiting for the day that facebook kicks us off the live stream so we're I'm just sure. gonna keep <laughs> pushing the boundaries Every what did we talk about week? last time
1: titty fucking was that no one? no that maybe. was
0: that was a long time ago I yeah was but like, we did talk oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. that yeah. A oh, oh like yeah. a, a more inappropriate one yes i'm
1: like titty f- Titty fucking versus 69. They would have kicked us off at titty fucking already. So I think we're safe.
0: This is how we know if Facebook is spying on us and watching us. They really
1: (laughs) don't care about us. They
0: don't. They're just like. Go for it. Yeah. On. Knock your socks up. Yeah. Um, it's numbers. <laughs> yep. It's and good. then our other announcement is for the sounding board. We have our June month ready to go. We're going to have Corey Rosen, one of our past mm-hmm. guests from Your Story Well Told, also the uh, title of his book. We love this episode because it was all about, like, how do you tell your story? Whether that's, like, the dreaded why are you single or why are you divorced or whatever like that, like, cringe. Like life one that you don't know how to like articulate or it's just telling a freaking good story on a date and bonding with your date. It can be whatever level of story you want, but you're going to learn all the techniques. And I've taken his classes before and they are phenomenal. And honestly, this is such a good value to just join this to get this alone. Like it's going to be an incredible time.
1: And even if you're not dating, the storytelling is going to be so valuable for you. I was talking to a recruiter friend of mine and she said all the candidates that come in her first question to them is what's your story of getting to this role mm. today and she said maybe like two out of ten can answer that question so this is so valuable for every facet of life but especially for dating when someone asks you what's your story yep what's your story how'd you get, why are you still single and even if you've
0: been in a relationship for years what better way to come in and dazzle them with a new story
1: Dazzle.
0: <laughs> so if you're not at the sounding board yet, we have limited seats to these events. You can also join at a lower tier that does not include the events, or you can go a level up and get a coffee chat with UA and I every month. Mm-hmm. And you also, if you go the level up, you also get access to the events. So go to datablepodcast.com slash sounding board. You can read about it all there and find what works for you.
1: Yes, and for the coffee chats, you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah. We have, we have people like talking
0: about things that aren't dating related even. Like it yeah. can be what. Anything you want. We're just here to shoot the shit basically. But you can, of course, talk to us about your dating issues. <laughs> we know. That's probably why you're here. Realistically.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah. Anything you want. If you want to talk Anything. about 69. Totally. Anything.
0: Go for it. You can, you can use it. that 30 minutes to tell us why you love that position so much.
1: <laughs> Make it's your case money well for it. Make
0: a case for it. Okay. (laughs) Let's take a now quick break for our
1: sponsors. If there's ever been a year to make the dads in your life feel loved and appreciated on Father's Day, it's this one. This is our first Father's Day out of quarantine, and I know I am excited to spend it with my dad, IRL. And this year, I'm honoring my dad with a heartfelt sentimental gift the whole family can cherish together forever. Storyworth. Storyworth is an online service that helps your dad, grandfather, father in law, and every father figure in your life share stories through thought provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person. This is how it works. Every week, Storyworth emails your dad a different story prompt, like, What things are you proudest of in life? In fact, StoryWorth has already created a wonderful experience for me because I got to document my dad's story told from his POV. There's no shortage of surprises when reading the weekly stories, and they make your family feel close even if you're not together. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all of your dad's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. Give your dad the most meaningful gift this Father's Day with StoryWorth. Get started today with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com dateable. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for $10 off. This episode is made possible by one of our favorites, BetterHelp. Thank you so much, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. What are some things that you like to change in your life to find more happiness? What do you think is preventing you from achieving these goals? The simple answer, at least in our eyes, is you got to prioritize your mental health. We at Datable are huge fans of therapy, and BetterHelp can match you with your own licensed therapist and connect you in a safe and private online environment. I was able to start communicating with my therapist in less than 48 hours so boom you get connected and you're ready to go. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. There are licensed professionals specialize in everything from stress, setbacks, dating trauma. So for the new year, we wish for all of you to live a happier life. And that's why as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash dateable. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, .com/datable. Awesome. Well, let's hear it for the man himself, Mr. Rockman Blake. We are so lucky to have Rockman Blake with us, the king of storytelling. He has sold out audiences in over 65 countries with his brainchild Story Party, which has people sharing (laughs) their true dating stories. That sounds both hilarious and just terrifying at the same time. He is 36 (laughs) years old, currently lives in Estonia. He's been there for six months, originally from New Jersey and in a monogamous relationship. Julie went to one of his shows in San Francisco and she came out of it, I think it was like three hours right julie
0: yeah it was a long (laughs) show but it was super entertaining and i remember i went with courtney k we'll give courtney a shout out and i remember just like being like blown away by just hilarious it was and how many good stories there were because you just never know you know people always think their dating stories are funny but you guys had some damn funny
1: stories
2: yeah thank you
1: rockman how are you i'm doing
2: well i'm doing well all the way over here in cold Estonia a lot different from San Francisco. And uh, that's kind of like where this whole show actually started was in San Francisco. And uh, I was listening to one of your podcast episodes with I think his name was Jeff talking about play. And then yeah. UA, you kept saying, or one of you kept saying like, oh, play. Oh, I thought you were talking about, you know, like play, like San Francisco <laughs> yeah.
0: style. I play. think both of our minds go there every single yeah. time. So. You can't help
2: it after you live in San Francisco can't and you go it. to Burning Man and, you know, you do some GHB. Yep. That's Play just ends up yep. happening, um, whether you like it or not.
0: Constantly mind is in the gutter after living here. So. For, yeah,
2: right. And uh, that's kind of what happened. Um I went to, yeah.
1: Sidebar, why Estonia?
2: Why oh, Estonia? Oh, jeez. I wanted to go to a place where no one knew me and that way I can just st- start all over again. Because um, I'm sure after you play this episode, you'll have a few ladies write in, like, I went on a date with him. The fucking worst day ever. <laughs> worst date ever. He should be banned from dating. He I can't be believe he wow. is alive right now. Oh. Um, <laughs>
0: was that that was that your mo in San Francisco? I was totally unaware.
2: <laughs> you know I you get jaded when you date a lot and um, you, you you go on a lot of dates and then at some point your patience kind of runs thin and um, I just went on so many dates in San Francisco that you just you know within the first few seconds whether or not you're feeling the vibe and then you and then the rest is just sort of you're just being nice. Mm-hmm. So I got to a point where I was just just dating constantly. And I was like, oh, God, like, I just know this is not going to work. And the women know, too. And I always say, like, women, if you don't, it should be like a weather forecast, you know, like, you should just tell the guy, like, you got about 10% chance of penetration here, you know, 10% chance. (laughs) You want to wrap this up now? Or do you want to go home? Yeah. So I, I mean, I went on a few dates towards the end of my dating career. And it was I left quite early. And I was like, hey, look, you know, I just, and I stopped giving reasons too. I was like, I have to go. And uh, that got back to me. um, Another guy who, a friend of mine who went on a date, he's like, yeah, man, I went on a date with this amazing girl. And she said, you just kind of got up and left. And I was like, yeah. Oh
0: my God. Well, it's given you material for this, at least, with the story party. That's the only silver lining of a lot of... So, okay, so I remember one story quite vividly, but could you kind of enlighten us with one of your maybe top stories? Because we love dating stories over at Datable, too.
2: (laughs) Oh, girl, let me tell you what happened. So, I was in... san francisco i moved there 2011 uh with this young lady we drove across the country first we went to burning man of course you got to do that when you're a young millennial out west (laughs) i had to find myself and my spirit animals when i was out there and we move in together um to this guy who we met at a Play party and uh, and now I'm not like one of these like crazy overly sexual guys. I had had just kind of started my my journey into the the underbelly of the you know dating world in San Francisco, and I went in like hard. We moved in with a guy who was kind of a seasoned vet, and um and you know so you're around, you're hanging around these people, and you're influenced by them. One of them was a a a porn actress at Kink.com, and the subject kind of got thrown around about this this idea of uh, this pegging. And I never really heard of it. And so I started watching, you know, pegging porn just for research, just to see what it was all about. Just research. And, just for research. Yeah. Like 40 <laughs> gigs later, I was like, man, I really, I kind of want to try this. And it's a, it's a weird thing because – when you're a man and you're straight and you think that, all right, I want to put something on my butt. The immediate first thought for most straight guys is that's gay. Mm-hmm. And
1: right. mm-hmm.
2: first of all, like when you say that's gay, that's in are they're, they're saying that, that that's bad. You know, it's gay. You're straight. You can't do it's bad. And I feel like it's not gay. For, first of all, not being gay is not bad. Even if it is gay, it's not bad. But if it is gay, which it isn't, it's totally all right. And it's not it's not gay if you don't tell your friends. That's the main thing. You just don't tell your friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard a gay. lot of guys say this. A lot of guys like the yeah. penetration, but there is that, you know, taboo and kind of, I guess, the reaction is totally mm-hmm. there. I totally hear that. Yeah. Well, but the guys stigma. always ask
1: for a finger up their ass. Like what's the difference between that well, They don't that want
0: and to it? say that publicly though. That's like <laughs> no, a, but, a... <laughs> but I do think guys
1: are okay saying I want a finger up my ass, but they don't they don't want to say they want a dildo up their ass cuz that's in the shape of a penis. Right. Yeah, right,
0: right. That's
2: weird. You know what's interesting then is we're? a lot of, a lot of women have um and this happened to me a bunch of times in San Francisco. They they hear their friends say a guy likes a finger up the butt, so what they try to do is and they, and they know the guy might be a little bit shy about it, and he doesn't want to seem like he's gay. So mm-hmm. the the women will kind of just inch the finger slowly up the ass <laughs> when the guy is distracted. You know, he's on top, like yep. and she's like the itsy bitsy spider. She's just trying, to, <laughs> trying to trying to trying just to test just his, his the water. Yeah, yeah, the gay the gay gauge the gay meter. You know, and then just like Gage. hey, let's see how fruity he is.
0: And,
2: then I'm just, and so I've had that happen a bunch of times. Like I'm on top, and I just kind of her hands start like at the top of my back. And I just kind of feel them slowly mm-hmm. inching down. I was like, oh no, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. No, the she doesn't. Yeah, slip. and I just quickly roll over and and throw her on top. Like,
0: do you like it? No. Are you into it? No. Not really. No.
2: No. Okay. Um, I'm not into the I'm not into the finger up the butt. Um anymore and it's cuz i anymore. think the, the issue is is like some girls uh really like it and i I guess I have to be comfortable with them. Some girls like it and they're like, finger out the butt, boom, and they're, it's fine. But they don't, sometimes they do it because they think the guy likes it and they don't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll, mm, they'll get right. it in there and then the rest of the night is like, where do I put my the finger in the butt finger? You know, it's, it's no longer, you can't just like roll around and be intimate. It's like, no. oh, I don't want no. to no. touch I need anything. It its own glove. It's just yes. like it
1: needs <laughs> its own condom. <laughs> Hold right. it up the whole time.
2: Yeah. Or she just takes a knife, she's like, I'll just chop this off. <laughs>
0: okay, we're good to go. Wait, so how did you go from I don't really like a figure to I want a dildo? Like how did that transition happen? Yeah, Quite so that
2: that was the issue. Um, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> spoiler alert, I just like, you know what? Nothing else off the butt. And that's what happened with this uh, dildo story. So we're wa- we're we're going we're talking about it, and I'm looking it up, I was like, I alright, well, I gotta I gotta I gotta try this, you know? And um, one of the issues is when you watch a lot of porn, um, whatever you're seeing on the screen, you end up thinking like, it's going to be just like that for me. You know, I was enjoying (laughs) watching it, but I was enjoying watching it because I had slowly desensitize myself by watching porn for like I don't know up to that point must have been like 10 years for 14 years and normal stuff doesn't get me off anymore so I've graduated to female domination
1: right, um, right, right. and
2: it's the it's so stimulating it's so wrong you know you're taking a, a dick which is which is wrong for a lot of straight guys and then it's from a woman which is even more wrong so your your mind is just melted like oh this is so such a turn on but it, basically what happened is you're just like a junkie who no longer gets high off the normal stuff so you gotta shoot it into the vein
1: right. so mm-hmm. that's what happens right you're like when up the penis too much like no, yeah. no veins just yes. up the penis up the dick
2: through the urethra <laughs> that's the only way I get high and what's so unfortunate is as a lot of men myself myself especially, just didn't realize this. I just thought that I had this fetish from deep down somewhere and then I I needed to uh, explore it and I just need to do this. And it wasn't until I stopped watching porn the first time I took a fucking break, uh, for like 60 days to like half a year, that all of these fetishes really started to just fade away. You know, they were sort of still there, but you know, mm. I'm willing to explore it just for funsies, but there wasn't this uh, a craving and obsession. Um, so that it was really porn that kind of drove drove the interest and then kept it going after being desensitized to it over the years. So I was like, you know what? I saw what they did in that porn. I'm going to do the exact same thing. Let's go down to that <laughs> porn shop in motherfucking... Um, it's, I think it's near Chinatown or North Beach. The one in North Beach, cross the street from the Hustler Club, so you guys can all go to <laughs> of there. Of
1: course,
0: of cross
2: course. The Not Club. good
1: vibrations. You didn't go to Good Vibrations.
2: Not good vibes. I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't know about good vibes at the time. So mm. I was. I was doing like this. The old school. You go late at night and you wear a disguise because you're ashamed oh. of it. Kind of shit.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> let, let's pause there because pegging. Mm. Let's just pause there for anybody who doesn't know what pegging is, and you, you're looking it up on. On Google, don't do it on your work computer, just saying. Not safe for work. Not (laughs) safe for work. (laughs) Is when the woman has a strap-on and penetrating the man from the butt, obviously. And the strap-on has a dildo. On it. Okay. Yeah. Did
0: either of you see Broad City? You yes. remember that TV like, show?
1: Yesterday. I just that watched that episode. That is
0: the scene that like sticks out to me, which is actually ironic is by the guy that got pegged in that scene, I went to high school with him randomly. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I was like watching it. I'm like, what is happening? And in- why do I know Steven Schneider? That's right
2: there. Yes. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Now he's known as the pegging guy forever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's the pegging guy, not you, Rockman. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: I had to, to I had to stop telling the story because I've been known as a pegging right yeah. um so we uh we go to this sex shop and um walk in and there's like I guess it's becoming more and more popular because there was like a the pegging section there was the strap on section <laughs> what and uh and there's a little dude behind the counter and uh, i was like you know kind of like hey man we're and i'm trying to be like i've done this before you know what i mean um,
1: <laughs> which is
2: which is the overcompensating male toxic masculinity mindset of uh, like all right i'm taking a strap on i'm a, i know what i'm fucking doing take strapping up my ass yeah so i go to the pegging section strap on section I'm, I'm with this girl and you know She's she's being nice about. It. She's like, well, if this is this is what you want. This is what you want. You know, it's for your birthday, so it's okay.
0: And uh, <laughs> so it was driven by you, not her. Yes, by that's you. a common okay, kind
2: of okay. misconception. Um, and in the story, in the story, I th- I kind of on uh, YouTube's. I frame it more as like, it was sort of her idea and whatnot. But the reality is it was my idea, 100%. And when you hear about um, girls pegging dudes, most of like nine out of 10 times it's the guy's idea. But men will kind of like to try to play it off like it's not just so they can maintain what level of masculinity they think they're losing. So um, I was like, yeah, it's my idea. You know what? I want the fucking biggest one they have. I want the biggest strap on.
1: (laughs) I want, the I want the biggest one. I want the
2: anal annihilator five thousand with the attachment. I want the, this spikes. thing With fucking spikes. This thing was ribbed, by the way. It was giant. It was purple and it was ribbed. Oh my and it god! Had a, it was so purple. big. It had a, It had balls. Like you don't need a strap on. It had balls. <laughs> It was so huge, and the guy—it was all the way up top, so he had to get a little step ladder. And he brings this thing down, and it's been sitting there for a while because no one's that stupid to use it. And he like <laughs> <laughs> dusts it off, <laughs> and I was like, "That's it, that's my anal annihilator." And he's like, "You're gonna need some loop for this one." I was like, "Yeah, loop, yeah, of course, of course, man." I mean, I—I I ran out because you know I did something, and so he, so he gives me like a little like packet. And then we we pay for it. It's expensive, too. Now, when I say, like, big, it's not the – some fetish people are probably listening to this, and you're like, oh, okay, so it's big enough to, like, you can, you know, choke a donkey on this thing. It was, like, big for a beginner, so about eight inches, and I don't know what that is in centimeters for your European That's listeners. That's
0: pretty damn big. That's pretty, pretty big. Eight inches and girthy? See?
2: Eight inches and girthy with ribbed with
0: oh, balls. Oh. I mean, I read somewhere oh. like the average is like five. So eight yeah. is pretty damn big, I especially love that for you read plastic. that somewhere, Julie.
1: Do yeah. tell. <laughs> I, through my research, yeah. the average is five. I gave a questionnaire
2: to my vagina. Vagina, how what's the average dick size, Siri?
1: <laughs> what's
0: the average
2: dick size in, that's found into Actually, my vagina? Actually,
0: Alex, Alexa. Yes. Alexa, five. right. Alexa's the dirty one, Siri's PG. Just my
2: asshole <laughs> is Echo. <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> you know,
2: all the big dicks. And-
0: e- echo dot <laughs> anyway. or echo. Echo. <laughs> yeah. it's echo. It's echo. Um, so
2: the yeah. So we were looking. We get the biggest one. I get the biggest one, and then um we go back to this hotel room we were staying at because we didn't want to do it in the place that we were living because we didn't even have a, oh. a door. A door at this place that we were living. We just had a sheet. That's how it was like, you know, that's how it was. So we get to this hotel room and um, she's like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom and put it on. I was like, yeah, yeah, take your time. I'm like getting ready on the bed, trying to find a way to be like sexy. I don't know. And <laughs> she comes out and it's like, it's like down to her knee, you know, it's like really <laughs> long and it looks so much bigger on on her than it does in the store. And I just, I started to feel uncomfortable. I was like, this is... This might not go how I planned, you know because in the porn you see the guy like taking he's like, mm, yeah,. Mm. And my whole idea is like, oh, I want to be the, I want to be the woman for once because you spend your whole life as a man yeah. trying to just bring the best dick you can. And it's not always the best, but you try as hard. And I was like, now I get to be the woman and I can sit there and just Mm -hmm. judge her performance. And then just be like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs)
1: Let her do all the work. Yeah, let her do all the work. This is why some
0: guys like to be dominated, right? It's the reverse. (laughs)
2: You get to give up. And the funny thing is, when uh, girls I've known have worn strap-ons before, they always realize just how much work it is. And and then they feel a bit of empathy. They're like, wow, you know, I can understand why. The guy always falls asleep after he comes because he's he's you know he's doing a lot of fucking work. It's uh, a lot of work. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. I w- remember watching that pegging video in mm-hmm. um Broad City, and I remember being like, "Damn, that looks like a lot of exertion. A lot of exertion." Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a it, it, it could be a workout.
1: And you did no prep for this. Like you did not like relax. Your, take whatever it is, poppers right. to relax your butthole, or any nothing. Oh, You're just God. like going into it thinking you were gonna just get it.
2: The Dateable podcast was not around in 2011,
1: you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, s-
2: sex positive pleasure ed stuff was still on the fringes. So you really had to scrape mm-hmm. the internet for it. Um, and I've since gone to after the what happened. Happen. i since went to a bunch of workshops in san francisco hmm. uh, where they talk about this stuff and i'll bring up that story almost like it's alcoholics anonymous like hi my name is rockman i was pegged i looked to talk about it uh and then yeah, i did not
0: use lube yeah same
2: question same question everyone's like you fucking use lube you noob fucking noob <laughs> I was like, I didn't know, man, He's fucking what a noob. I had no idea that you were, I, I I knew, you know, and she she knew, but again, it was my idea. So she wasn't an expert. She was just, she had just done normal anal and she was trying her hardest to, you know, to, to, to make me feel comfortable in the situation. God bless her. She um, wanted to
0: give you a good birthday. That's all yes. she wanted. What a so, great girlfriend.
2: Know, <laughs> put the lube on the thing on the strap-on and then uh and I just pick like a little dab and then whoop on the butt like that'll be enough. You know, you watch <laughs> the fucking back Mountain. Was it Heath Ledger? Whoever it was. He's It was like yep. a spit and in but those are rough cowboys uh, so you know they're <laughs> <laughs> they're used to bare back and rough riding and shit and so she takes it and I'm on my uh stomach and it's just like ass in the air. I was like, all right, honey. I was like, go ahead. Let's do it. And then she's like rubbing it on there and i've never had anything back there so my thinking my i'm thinking like oh man this is it i'm getting fucked and i was like yeah oh shit this feels good Ooh. i'm like huh. Oh, oh. and she's like she's like rockman it's not in yet and i was like oh <laughs> okay just the and, tip was, uh, a- yeah. It, you know what? I was like, I was like, all right. I was like, not even the tip. She's like, no, nothing. I was like, oh okay, nothing. I have no idea. You don't, you don't know as a guy. I, I never had a finger up there at that point. Just nothing. So I feel, you know, that I feel something back there, and I'm like, this is it. I'm getting fucked. It's just as good. As I thought it was in the porn, like this is so great because oh you feel God. her like trying to like you know get it ready to push it in. So I was like, all right, yeah. You know, I was like, oh, fuck it. it's like don't tease me, you know. Put 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 the head in. This is this is only going to get better if it feels this good. And this is obviously it's gonna get it's gonna be real good once she gets the whole thing in there. So she's like, she's like, all right, and she puts the head in, not even the full head, a quarter of an inch, and 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 I immediately just clench up. Just close my butt cheeks, just snap shut, and uh, and I start <laughs> screaming. And I was like, <laughs> "Jesus, did you put the whole? Did you put the whole thing in?" She's like, "No, it's just it was just part of the tip." I was like, "Oh, oh, oh!" I'm like sweating at this point. I was like, Whew,
0: "Okay." Hotel management's so coming up, being like, "Is everything okay? Are we all good right. Right here?" Yeah, the and cleaning they're like, lady oh, comes another Peggy like, couple." Yeah. Right. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, I got some
2: for you." So, it was uh it was it was brutal. And uh, we she kept trying to like to talk me through it. She's like, "You got to like breathe and relax." And this goes on for like an hour and we literally what? don't get past the tip. It, the tip of the tip. That's as far as we got. And uh Yeah, I, you guys are laughing. You're like, Phew. "But that's all that's all I did." And so from there I I learned empathy for one. Because uh, I was always kind of the guy who was like, "Yeah, fucking let's. See. Oh, you on your period? Let's do anal, girl." So that was just. I stopped asking that question.
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, empathy. It all comes back to empathy. <laughs>
2: yeah, I learned empathy, and then the other thing I did was never do uh, pegging again. Like it, I was, I learned that what you see in porn, you know, it's you're almost just better off jumping yeah. off to it. And then you don't have to, like, they do it for you, so you don't have to do it yourself. And uh, what you think you're going to like by watching it isn't the same as when you see it in, in person. And so, yeah, that was like, I did that and I was like, ugh, I think I'm good. And I, I stopped, I really stopped watching so much porn after that as well and started just enjoying normal, normal, good old fashioned Christian sex. <laughs>
0: You know what, though? It's so true, though. I feel like porn has kind of really influenced people's expectations of what sex is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's good that it's given people the ability to explore, because you probably wouldn't have even had this idea if it wasn't for porn. But it has given, like, upheld, like, unrealistic expectations for men and women.
2: Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh- and if you uh, let yourself get caught up in that, you can just find yourself to be just disappointed in the end. But it kind of mm-hmm. made me appreciate just just what it meant to just have a normal connection with someone I really like. And... Um and, you know, not be so gung-ho about the fetishes because uh, listening to some of your podcast episodes, diaper fetish and whatnot, you know, you have mm-hmm. – sometimes these fetishes will, like, ruin like, relationships and uh, especially if you just started off. Like, we get that story all the time, you know. I was on a date with a guy and then it was going well and then he was like, hey, I really like uh, zucchinis up my butt, so maybe you'd be interested in that. <laughs> and, and, um, and the girl's like, I was like, hell no, I'm vegan, but not anymore. I don't know. So, you know. <laughs>
0: Okay, we're going to take a quick break from this hilarious story for a couple quick messages.
1: This episode is brought to you by Z-Man Games, an array of fun games for adults, one of which is called Love Letter. Now, in this card game, your goal is to win the heart of the noble princess who is looking for an ideal partner and confidant to help with her royal duties when she one day assumes the throne. Your goal is to enlist the characters in the castle to deliver your love letter while keeping other players' letters away. It's trickier than it sounds. Powerful cards lead to early gains but make you a target and rely on weaker cards for too long and your letter may be tossed in the fire. I find it to be a fun and nice 20-minute mental break during the day. This two- to six-player card game fits in your pocket, so you can take it with you anywhere. Love Letter is appropriate for ages 10 and up and is available for $11.99 through Z-Man Games. You can find it at Target, your local game store, or directly through Z-Man's web store. We are so excited to share with
0: you our new podcast, Exit Interview. But I do give credit to your girlfriend because mm-hmm. the irony was yeah. that I was I was actually sitting next to her at your show when you told oh, the dang. story.
1: Shut up! <laughs> no that's way. right, you were
2: there. I remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she was kind of she. I mean, she was dying. First of all, I love that we got the behind the scenes that it was really you that wanted it, not her. That's the mm-hmm. best part. But yep. in the story, she was just dying, and we also need to get her on the podcast because we have a topic that she offered to do too. But that's another season. Of- <laughs> but yeah i remember ever getting like the behind the scenes mm-hmm. but I do think though like I like this I'm open for it you know like mm-hmm. I think that is something that is important and while yeah there might be some deal breakers I don't want to ever say that people should try things that they're like really uncomfortable with mm-hmm. but I think sometimes it takes trying something to learn if you like it or not and in right. your case you thought it was going to be something you liked and it turned mm-hmm. out you didn't but you you might have just been like obsessed with this idea for like years if you just never mm-hmm. tried it
2: exactly yeah and if you have someone who's nice enough to go there with you it can be great and you know we continue mm-hmm. dating beyond that it wasn't like well he wanted me to fuck me up his ass. I was like, no thanks. And then I was That's like, the bah. End. Yeah. It's kind uh, of a
0: bonding moment in a way. Right.
2: Yeah. And every time we walk past that damn sex door, we're like, you know, three no, 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 no. <laughs> thousand
1: Did you feel closer to her afterwards? I
2: did, because it was sort of in the beginning and it was it was mm. something that um that uh, you know like brought us together. And we had since we tried it again actually. Oh, uh, but okay. this time with a much smaller one. And um, yeah, and so then, you know, that worked, that worked uh, well, but I kind of knew that that was like, again, like a birthday thing, you know, it was like mm-hmm. uh, once in a while, it couldn't just be on the menu. So <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that was, um, that that was cool. That kind of brought us together a bit. It's funny, because I'm forgetting what's, what I say on stage and, and what actually happened. It's two different things. So I'm trying to remember... <laughs> The uh, I'm I'm getting mixed up between like the the stand up and the real story. So the the stand up is like I never did banging again, but the real story is I, I did it again uh, <laughs> with her, and then it and it and then it worked. Um, and then after that, I realized if I want to do this. I should just see a professional. Uh, so, mm. I saw, so I saw-
1: Like a dominatrix or? Exactly, yeah. So ah. I, I saw
2: a dominatrix and then as I was like, I, would, I went to one and I realized like, th- and then I stopped watching porn and then it slowly started to fade away that kind of interest of going to see a dominatrix mm. and, and all that. So that's the, the real story. Also, there's a professional dominatrix who I've found watching pegging porn and um, I ended up doing an interview with her And she like reacted to my pegging story on YouTube. So you can actually see a professional dominatrix like breaking down what I did wrong. And the first thing she said, and she had like, she was a full character and she had her whip and everything. She's like, stop the video, stop the video. She's Australian. She's like, what were you thinking? Doing a fucking pegging? Without any lube, you fucking moron. And uh,
0: if yeah. anyone can take one thing away from this, that's it. No, we're going to have to definitely link to that in our notes. So but it's just funny. your YouTube is Rockman Blake, right?
2: YouTube is Rockman Blake, yeah. And pegging. Yep. Peg, porn star <laughs> bre- breaks down my pegging video. So yeah. If you just um,
0: search pegging Rockman Blake, you'll find it, right?
1: Mm, no, just search mm, pegging and, and Rockman comes up. He's number yeah. one. Ugh. But you <laughs> know
2: but SF is really good for that, San Francisco, um, for like mm-hmm. trying new stuff and uh, getting mm-hmm. into the dating scene and, and getting weird and all that. And the, our show started there really because like people are kind of open to those kinds of experiences and mm-hmm. talking about it. And, uh, and I realized one of your previous guests that told the story about how the guy on the date got his dick caught in a zipper she told that story.
1: Oh yeah, zipper dick.
2: Zipper dick. I believe she told that story at our show because it, it happened. She she oh, mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, we used to give away iTunes gift cards, and uh, we would let three people yeah, in the right. audience. Oh my-
0: Come up your and tell show. stories. That's like full circle. Yeah, <laughs> full exactly. circle.
2: And I believe it was I believe it was our show. It sounded like she told a story around the same time. And it, it mm-hmm. very much sounded like our show, which is a singles comedy show. And then we had the storytelling portion yes. of the show, which started in San Francisco, and then the storytelling portion was so good because of stories like hers that we just decided to make an entire show uh, just around wow. the storytelling portion of the show. So we pivoted in uh, Silicon Valley, San Francisco speak. To a storytelling show about dating, just so people could really feel like Mm -hmm. um, they're not alone. You know, they're not the only ones who their dick cotton zippers or strap (laughs) ones up the ass.
1: I'm still I'm still stuck on this part of your story where you said you tried it the second time and it worked. Can you just elaborate on what you mean (laughs) by it worked?
2: I'm going to be vulnerable here. I don't like this. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Show, us your, v you card. Show okay. us your V-card. Show us <laughs> your V-card. I was hoping we
2: could just skip over that. I'm trying to change the subject. I'm like, San Francisco is a great place to date. Yeah, I know. You know. I love you
1: when you're tell like, stories let's and- pivot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, but wait. Let's talk about you're the like, second date that
2: was up your yes. ass. You took a dick oh, up your ass and it worked. Tell yeah. me about that shit. Yeah, um, tell me about that so, shit. So All right, so... So we went so we go back to the same store actually. And uh and instead of looking all the way up on the sizes, we looked down the floor for the smallest one. And there was actually one that said <laughs> beginner strap on kit. And oh, it was that kits. one's really meant meant for uh uh dudes because it, I think it's it's a, a woman with the, the thing on and then it's like four guys or whatever. And it's a tiny one and uh, and in, it's a sort of purple, it's black. Uh, and yeah, that one came with like an instruction manual at least, you know, and like, yeah, make sure mm. you get a lot of lube and all that. And so we, <laughs> we uh, I bought this and it, I just put it in the car. And then um we came back from Burning Man again <laughs> and uh, and then you're always feeling adventurous at the Burning Man. You're trying to relive the high. So I, I had it I was unpacking my trunk and forgot that I had it in there. And we're staying on my friend's um, blow up mattress in Palo Alto and um, she had gone to sleep and it was late at night and I had unpacked all the shit and so like I, I see this little, you know, beginner strap on box and I was like, Hey honey, you know, what do you you know, you
1: know. on a blow-up mattress all right, right exactly I was like, you know
2: <laughs> try this one again you know it fucked up last time but i got the we got the beginner one right? and she's like okay you know, all right let's do it you know whatever so she puts it on and uh and, it, and it's it it works in the sense like it went in and um and i was like all right fuck me and she's like trying to kind of get some leverage but the blow-up mattress yeah. is deflating so <laughs> <laughs> So I could just kind of just we're just flapping around in this thing like a bouncy house, but oh uh, it worked in the sense of like it. I was able to get the dick in, and then it it felt okay. Like it wasn't like this is what I've been looking for. It was just like ah, this is this is better than last time. <laughs>
1: Well, let's revisit the Broad City episode because yeah. it's so fresh for me. I just watched it yesterday. The <laughs> right. whole the whole point of contention was that she does peg him and mm-hmm. it was really good. And then she washes the dildo in the dishwasher, which right. deforms the dildo. So she tries to find the, the same one at the sex shop and when she tried to use it on him, he was like, No, that's definitely not the one. Right. So, what I'm guessing is you might have to just try a few dildos to get the one. before you find the right one for it. Because he was very adamant that there's only one that's yeah. molded to his butthole oh. that he uses.
2: <laughs> I think maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's the case.
0: Maybe you like need a middle one, like a mid yeah, Goldilocks, Goldilocks of pegging.
2: <laughs> I really don't know. I had done it, but not enough times to finally get to the point where, like, this is it. I found yeah. a golden dick. Uh, <laughs> I just haven't. It, it kind of depends on on I think the person doing it. I think that's one of the issues with it. Was um when you are if someone is nice enough to do it, they're like, all right, I'm doing it. But you know, what like that you know, like they're I said, not really into it. Yeah. This will just be your birthday, and then that's when I was like, maybe I should go try this with a pro. Let me try mm-hmm. someone who knows what they're doing. This was in SF again. Which is great because you can find any, you can like find anyone to meet your sexual needs there or anything. And we met at a play party, and um, it was at this guy's house who's been doing these play parties for years, sort of in Southern uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And one of the things with play parties is when you get there, you uh, you want to like kind of start your playing early. Because if you get there late, like everyone's got like saliva on them, and it's kind of gross, you know, everyone's paired off. Mm. The person you want is they're they're like in a closet somewhere sucking some dude's dick. You're like, damn it, I came here just for <laughs> them. So, <laughs> so it's like a game of like musical chairs with dicks. You're like, oh, it's all taken. Uh, so <laughs> so I um I will never I look there. at musical chairs again. <laughs> <laughs> so I get there and um and uh. I was with, with my girl at the time, but we were breaking up and we kind of knew the relationship was, was on the fritz. And uh, she was sort of in a, in a place, like the only dry spot in one of these like sea of beds of people like hooking up and fucking. <laughs> and uh, I remember going over to her uh, and I was about to fall and there was other people like around me. I was like, I'm going to ruin this orgy that's happening. And some woman sees me at the corner of her eye about to fall. And she must have been good at multitasking because she was also sucking this massive dick. And she's like. <laughs> she sees me kind of falling like, ah, shit. She's like, <laughs> she's like, here, take my hand. And I'm effects. like, I'm like, oh, she gives me her hand that was just on this massive dick. A two-hander <laughs> dick, by the way. Two-hander. Two-hander on this two-hander <laughs> dick. All saliva up. And she's like, here, take my hand. And I was like, ah and then I, I had no choice because I was gonna either fall and impale myself on this dick or take her hand. So like I grab her hand, I'm like, oh shit. Thank you, Samantha. And I kind of sit down with my girl. I had stopped drinking at that point, um, for like, you know, 30 days. I try to do these things where I, I abstain from things, whatever. And then I go back into it and you know, I go much harder. So I was like, all right, no drinking for 30 days. So I'm going to fucking take some whiskey and that's it. But then I'm also going to take this random pill. A stranger gave me and that's it. Just one random pill. That's it. One shot of whiskey, but that's it.
0: Yeah. That's it. It's like, it's fine. I'm taking it
2: light. And, uh, and I ended up, uh, throwing up projectile vomit like exorcist right in the middle of the orgy and you never seen so many naked people just scatter just (laughs) like a bomb (laughs) went off and just dicks and tits everyone was just clearing the fuck out and i felt I felt so oh bad because I wasn't like, I wasn't blacked out drunk, so I remember fucking everything. I was like, this is so oh my God. bad. And Samantha my was God. sucking that big dick and the dude was like, hey, you fucking up for me? <laughs> Everywhere. And my girl, she was so, she was mortified because she's, she, you know, she's she, like, this she is over. Making, yeah. yeah. She likes making friends. She likes to have everyone have a good vibe. And there I am just like... <laughs> and it was so gross <laughs> and the guy who owns the house he this must have happened so many times because he's like <laughs> oh yep yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> did you get a pill from Johnny Electric oh you can't take this the,
0: the, the, the transformers those will do
2: it to you yep yep happens every time and he's like it's fine oh, he's like, <laughs> my God. he cleans everything up throws it in the wash I'm in the shower he gives me a toothbrush while I'm in the shower this is how, like supportive the play community is. most people think play it's like oh people are gonna be so weird and trying to like you know shove broomstick up your ass but he's so nice he's like here's a toothbrush bro
1: <laughs>
2: and uh and so then you know i just go to sleep because i was feeling like shit and then i wake up and uh and i was like fuck you know i missed the play party right like i missed the I missed i was you don't you don't go to that many of them i only go to maybe yeah. once twice a year i fucking missed it but then there was a few people left. And so I'm like walking around the house trying, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling good, brush with teeth, thinking like, maybe there's someone around. <laughs> morning
0: after? Maybe like, does anyone remember around. that I
1: was the guy that puked? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, everyone was gone by then. So I was like, you know, there's a whole new batch of people. So I was like, they oh, had no good, idea that I did an exorcist wrong. <laughs> oh, it's
1: like the church service that comes yeah. in the next day. You're like, oh, hey. <laughs>
2: so, uh, and there was one girl who had just got off from work. I was like, what do you do for work? She says, I'm a dominatrix.
1: I was like, oh, Oh, perfect. I
2: was like, like, pegging? You do pegging? She's like, yeah, that's one of the things I do. I was like,
1: oh, that's so cool. Can I get your
2: number? She's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) So then we meet up again at the same house uh, because she was this guy's roommate. And um, we make plans to go to uh, fun, Cowboy Fondue, Fondue Cowboy in Soma. I don't know if it's still there. So we're getting fondue we're sitting there.
1: Fond, a che- like cheese? Cheese fondue, <laughs>
2: yeah. Cheese fondue you're, restaurant. You're doing
1: this before you're going to peg? Like, hey, I, look, I'm just so confused by your. Listen, train I tell of here. you. I
2: am not an expert, by the way. I'm not a pegging expert. <laughs> but you're with an expert. She let you. I'm an amateur. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't know. Cheese. It takes a while for the stuff to pass. It takes your a while. <laughs> it wasn't going to be like a seventy-two-hour pegging experience. I mean, we had time. She seemed fine, so we we're eating fondue, and it's going well. And um she's kind of—I'm asking her about her job. You know, and she's been doing it for a while, and uh, she's very pretty. She's Blonde hair. It's she's very cute. And uh, she has a little uh, fanny pack next to her. And uh, I was like, "What's in the fanny pack?" She's like, "Oh, those are my party favors." I was like, oh, okay. So we get back to the place and I was like, what kind of party favors you got rolling here? And she's like, well, whatever you want. I was like nearly every letter, letter of the alphabet. And you asked before, did you do any poppers? And I was like, no, but this girl had like everything um so, mm. she, so knew she was a pro she, yeah she knew it was up so we we're like snorting inhaling, doing the whole alphabet and uh yes i'd fucking do drugs but just on occasion and just, with uh, no just, just, just on occasion and we're going just open up my shit. butthole
1: that's all don't judge <laughs> and then she's like
2: this will relax you and she gives me a, a cap of g ghb mm. and uh yeah it was consensual date rape it was awesome and i was like i'll take it and uh she gives me this thing and um and then we go into the bedroom and she has her own strap on. You put a condom on it and she cleans it and whatnot. And this was like, uh, I guess a, a more, what do you call it? A better one. The 17,000, <laughs> but it was um, a more professional one. Yeah. And so she puts this thing on and then I lie down and she knew what she was doing. She put on mm. gloves and then she starts oh. um, teasing my asshole. And then she she puts finger in slowly and gets me warmed up. And that's what I did not do before. Yeah. I, at that point, I'm like just begging for it. I was like, oh when are you gonna fuck me? She's like, that's what I like to hear. And I was like,
1: Oh, it's happening. Oh. <laughs> oh.
2: And uh and then she she starts and it was so it was so good. Really? Like,
0: okay, yeah. okay. So you oh, did have that good pegging. Ex- I did. So I think this has been so interesting in general. Ooh. I mean, first of all, you are such a good storyteller. I could probably listen to you tell stories all day long. But I actually learned fact, a lot three about pegging. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I learned a lot about pegging. But I think like the biggest takeaway I have from this whole conversation is definitely be open to things. But maybe it's starting a little smaller. I think going for the big one like right off the bat might have been like overzealous. I think we're always like. Like we want to do the biggest and the best, like, from day one. But a lot of times mm-hmm. it's, like, easing into something a little bit more. And it sounds like with other experiences, you are kind of able to get that. Other takeaway I have is, like, be open to trying stuff. Like, we kind of talked about it. Like, I, like, commend your girlfriend for, like, doing that and, like, being there to, like, kind of go through that with you. And I don't think everyone would do that. And I think that while, again, not saying that anyone should ever, like, push their boundaries beyond what they're comfortable with. but at least stop to think like, could I enjoy this? Could I try this? Like, what's the worst that can happen? And if you really don't like it, at that point you can be like, hey, I don't like this. Like, if you want to like get this need met, maybe there's another way. But like, at least you know, and at least you're Mm -hmm. open. Like, we've heard like stories of people just like shutting down fetishes. And uh, we kind of alluded to this earlier. It's like, what is the right time? Maybe like right away is too much, but no one wants to be like shut down for their desires either. So at least like hearing people out it is always I think the best way forward and whether it ends up being something that's like mm. a daily repertoire or like you know once a year on your birthday or never again then you can at least decide after you've given it a shot
2: amen yeah I love that
1: I just feel like what I'm learning from this is everything starts with a seed of curiosity and you can either choose to keep watering that seed or you can say okay maybe it's just a seed and i'm just going to bury it but i i like the idea of just building on top of it one by one i like that you <laughs> you planted the seed from porn mm-hmm. but also you were thinking like how how can i how can i move this along a little bit so i felt like every experience you had with pegging was just building on and watering the seed and yes i commend your girlfriend as well for being along for the ride. And Mm -hmm. I think in a partnership, that's what it is. It's this is just an adventure. And the two Mm -hmm. of you forget the stigma, forget even calling it Pegging or that's a dildo or a strap on. I think these are labels that are are damaging to us because they mm-hmm. are stigmatized. But what if it's a toy and this is yep. a play and this is a position, then there's just not that much stigma attached to it. I think anything with anal, it's just like for some reason we I don't know. I felt my butt just clinch up right now, just even saying <laughs> the word anal. Like I don't know why we don't openly talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. but that is the root of every good dating story. It always starts with some sort of anal play right yep so (laughs) if you are into it let's openly talk about it but also do your research prep for it i had someone who told me about doing anal beads with a girl and she did not prep for it and she just projectile diarrhea the entire room because she did not prep (laughs) for it so i'm just saying with anal think with everything with play and fetishes Mm -hmm. we just got to do our research and know that we got to do the prep work before we get to the you know climax
2: yeah. and that's another product for datable datable <laughs> how to do anal right
1: Sponsored
2: by-
0: <laughs> the beginner's guide that's our new course that's our new audio yeah. course that's going to be out soon first 15 minutes just
1: pure meditation yeah. the pure meditation <laughs> for the first 50 minutes.
0: but I I think though one of the things though that I've, I've heard this from guys outside of you Rockman of like there is the stigma of like mm-hmm. butt play with men because of this you know like us feeling like it's gay and like all this stuff even men that are bisexual like it's more of a stigma role than like if you're a woman that's bisexual and i think it's up to women and men to kind of help destigmatize that a bit like i think a lot of times like as a woman we make judgments also so i think in general like trying to be a little like more judgment free i know it's easier said than done but looking at it as just like a pleasure zone and like someone that like is exploring something that they're interested in not necessarily like if they use a dildo that means they're gay like it could but doesn't need to mean that either
2: absolutely and also, if you are interested in this thing, and perhaps your partner is not so much, uh, be open to seeing a professional, like, and mm-hmm. yeah. even running it by your partner. Because one thing yep. that if you're into female domination, one thing they won't do is have sex with you. So you can mm-hmm. be worried. You won't be worried as a woman that you know your guy is cheating. He's just kind of getting his yep. his his needs met in a way that perhaps you can't meet them. But then he's mm-hmm. right back with you, and you know he has a funny story to tell you uh if you're willing to totally. go there but, but it's uh yeah
0: that's, outsource outsource uh, sometimes there are things that you're just like hey i tried this and i'm not willing to do it but i don't want to like deprive you because i think when people feel like deprived of their needs that's when like yeah. things you know more resentment builds but like i love this like let's look at alternatives maybe there is another way that's not like going against your values or them cheating or whatever Hmm. Yeah.
1: I always believe in outsourcing. There are reasons (laughs) why professionals are put into the positions they're in is because they're experts at it. So if I'm not very good at giving blowjobs, please, by all means, this woman down the street who is an expert can do the job for me. I've actually proposed that to my boyfriend. He was like, that is so weird. I don't Uh, like that. I'm like, Outsource if I don't want to do it in a relationship, yeah. If it doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. right? It mean like, anything. yeah, right. You get your needs met, and I don't have to do it.
0: I do think the biggest thing that I am getting from this, though, I know you kind of close with this that's empathy, but it is mm-hmm. like yeah. I think just like you know, like the woman realizing like how much work their man is doing and mm-hmm. having a little more empathy to that, and then also like being like, okay, maybe I won't be like pressing for butt play all the time, especially when they're not like prepped and prepared, right? Like, you kind of yeah. have. Have that empathy for the other. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And be okay if you're into anal play. I know I know it's just yeah. like such a taboo thing. One of my best friends works in the ER and she's like you know what? The, the most work I ever do in the ER is taking objects out of people's asses. Because especially during COVID she was like oh my god I've never seen so many objects stuck up people's asses. She sent me a picture the other day. She's like do you oh even recognize god. what this is? Oh and I looked god. closely and I was like I don't know what is it? She's like it's a fucking light bulb like this is how oh much people god. love anal play but they're not getting it or they're not mm-hmm. experimenting with it they're not going to the sex shop to get actually safe objects to put the, up their ass it was a light bulb she's seen oh. electric toothbrushes in fact mm. that's a huge one oh my god! Pickles. Yeah. pickles pickles are a big mm. one and she said those are the hardest because they're slimy so you can't get it out You just <laughs> they just have to poop it out I mean come on guys obviously oh, no. the data oh points god. to the fact that we are interested in anal right. and we're curious about it Let's destigmatize it so we can use products that are made for the butt. You're probably gonna have a section of the hospital just for that.
2: Just for just for the butt.
0: Yeah, go to the sex toy shop, maybe start with the beginner model. I think that's Mm. something that we all learned from this. The one with the instructions, right? Yeah.
1: And the other thing is so she, you know, people go in the ER and they have their emergency contact. And most of the people are like, do not call my emergency contact. That is my mom. (laughs) I don't want her to know. Right. Yeah. Like, so there we go. Oh my God.
2: We had a funny story actually um, from Perth, Australia. A woman from the audience came up to tell a story, and uh, a guy had just purchased a, a little bullet a vibrator, and she, he was playing around with it and kind of you know putting it in and out, and then uh, lost his uh, grip on it and oh. got sucked into her butthole and couldn't get it out. So they had to go to the ER. Uh, and they had to help remove this vibrator that was still vibrating. And it oh. was after eight hours from start to finish, the whole experience, they got it out Damn. and the thing was still vibrating. And so, uh, Holy yeah, shit. her nickname is Buzzbutt. Oh Buzz my butt.
0: god. Wow. I think, though, my final yeah. takeaway here, though, is like, yes, <laughs> yes, a lot of guys, a lot of men like the butt play and women too, but like, yeah. also ask your partner. Yeah, no, not mm-hmm.
1: everybody. Yeah. No,
0: exactly. So, I think it's like, while there might be some, at the end of the day, it still needs to be a, a communication thing, not just like a finger or a dildo out of nowhere
1: yeah yeah well that
2: one it wasn't out of nowhere for that story though she she was in she wanted to do it also but uh but yeah too funny man
1: (laughs) oh man well rockman you are full of stories how can people i know we gave your website earlier and your youtube how can people follow you on your adventure
2: uh youtubes and instagrams is the best and uh the show we tour around the world. Uh, we try to do well, before COVID we would come to San Francisco twice a year uh, and then we would do the states twice a year but now probably just once a year uh, but you can find us at Party. Dot co, and then if you just Google awesome. Story Party Tour, you'll find all of our YouTube's and Instagram and all that good stuff.
0: Awesome, and we'll link all that in our show notes. Also, thank you so oh, much, yeah. Rockman. This was so much fun. We're so glad that we were able to get you on Dateable finally. Yes, yeah. finally. Thank f- you, guys.
1: I forgot that we were doing Dateable. I actually just thought we were like catching up with Rockman <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> so tell me about the time that you got pegged, and then Girl, and then Rockman's like, you. oh, by the way. It happened three times. Did you yeah. did You like, figure, were you, Julie, were you like, wait, I thought this was yeah. one pegging story.
0: I, you know what? I'm just glad that we got the real behind the scenes of what really went down. That's yeah. all I'm happy about. Well, you guys you are great hosts
2: first. because you were, you were sitting there like, come on, we know there's something else. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I'm not used to an audience got doing that. Got it out
0: of you. Yeah. yeah. The
2: audience is like, great, next story. But you guys are like, uh, okay. uh, 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 you lived yeah, in San Francisco I- for that long. I'm we we know something else happened so yeah I appreciate you thank you thank you so much
1: there's more to the story and for all of our listeners for us to get awesome guests such as Rockman it really helps when you give us a five-star review in Apple podcast just head on over there five stars quick comment about how much you love Rockman really helps us to get great guests to get great content and to get awesome stories so people feel comfortable talking about stuff being up their buttholes you know on our show
0: you are never Um,
1: alone never never alone
0: In anything, mm-hmm.
1: yes. And then, yeah, no, sexu- no sexual adventure is ever unique. If you've thought about it, someone else is doing it already. Uh, That's what I've learned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on that note, we're going to wrap this up, Rockman. Stay, stay date-able. Date-able And lubricated. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to stay dateable.